0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, scramble the troops high alert for the BYU football fan base, determining your DEFCON level. Can't wait for that one. ESPN's Trevor Manich on the biggest issue with the Cougars 1-3 and start. Plus, what's the chance BYU wins two of the next three games and historic numbers in our stat of the day, but not in a good way. Let's go! This is BYU
1: Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
0: BYU Sports Nation is live. Rain or shine, win or lose, your day-to-day play-by-play happens in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your September 18th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the crow of Studio B, ah. Jerem Jordan.
2: That's right, baby. We're wearing black for a
0: reason today. There's a
2: funeral for the BYU offense. <laughs> <laughs> Through four games, BYU is averaging 9.8 points per game. Oh, It's been a struggle, but they will survive. Pleat. With a week and impending little brother, BYU looks to get out of it. And emerge from the offensive depression it has sunk into through four games. This is BYU Sportsnet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was pretty. We didn't even rehearse that. That's pretty good. <laughs> nice job, everybody. We, I thought we got into the end zone on that one.
0: Uh, you ready to end? I'm the I'm not show ready now? to
2: settle for field goals. We're a
0: minute and forty seconds in. <laughs> listen, we got a
2: lot. Listen, a lot's going on with BYU football. We have a lot of thoughts, and in fact, we have like a full week to discuss it. So, I'm—I wouldn't say I'm excited, but. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot to discuss here. ESPN's Trevor Maddox will join us. We'll play What's the Chance coming up. Our Twitter question is on fire today, so we'll have some fun. Listen, listen. we're going to talk about Boney Fuller's amazing tweet later from
0: Saturday. There's a lot. I'm excited for this show. Let's go. go. There is major wiggage happening across BYU Sports Nation. But to what degree? That is what we want to know today. I'm an old Spice guy. But not before your headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation Headline. Maybe you missed it. BYU loses the 10th-ranked Wisconsin on Saturday, 40-6. to Sophomore quarterback Bo Hodge got his first collegiate start, completed 11 of 20 passes for 111 yards, two interceptions. The Cougars managed just 192 yards of total offense. I have not seen nor heard Kalani Sitake like he was on Saturday after the game since he became the head coach. He's searching for answers like everyone else.
3: It would be another thing if I thought, okay, we, we competed and we did a lot of different things. that I think we have a good identity, but still, with this game, I still don't know what our identity is on offense.
0: Soak that in for a little bit. The Cougars have a bye week to try and figure out potentially some of those things before facing Utah State on a Friday night September 29th.
2: Right now, uh, BYU is Ben Stiller, looking into the sidewalk puddle and saying,
0: "Who am I?"
2: That's who BYU is right now. Yeah, where they is have
0: a bye BYU, week to do that. Where is Blue Steel? BYU needs Blue Steel.
2: Blue Steel.
0: Yeah, they yes. need something.
2: Yes. In the NFL, over the weekend, Daniel Sorensen recorded six tackles for the Chiefs. Kyle Van Noy four tackles. Harvey Longy a tackle in special teams, and a Patriots win over the Taysom Hill. New Orleans Saints. Jamal Williams had a five-yard catch and two carries for six yards for the Packers. First down. And tonight, Ziggy Ansah
0: and the Lions face the Giants. BYU women's soccer also having a bit of a DEFCON conversation. Is
2: there an offensive issue on campus right now?
0: Lost to Arizona 2-1 to in overtime on Friday. The Cougars back in action today. A Monday matinee. Let's go. Live on BYU TV, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time. I'll be on the call with Natalie Lewis. Greg Rebell on the call on BYU Radio. And the
2: 14th ranked women's volleyball team, a team you can trust, continues to sweep in-state competition. They beat Weaver State in three sets Friday. UVU, Utah Valley, in four sets on Saturday. Ronnie Jones-Perry, Copper Hills finest, 23 kills on Saturday.
0: There are very few issues with the BYU offense on the volleyball court.
2: And they beat Utah.
0: Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending, a BYU sports nation. Determining DEFCON level. As Jerem so poetically put it. During, Run for the hell. During sad piano music time. <laughs> BYU football has scored 39 points in four games. The Cougars average 9.8 points per game. Uh, what? A one-in-three record. Starting quarterback, injured. By week blues. Kept, worst
2: kept secret in Provo last week.
0: Are you wigging? <laughs> are you wigging, BYU Sports Nation? Are you wigging out? Scrambling the troops? Answer today's Twitter question.
2: What is your DEFCON level for BYU football? Remember, one is severe. Five is not. Okay?
0: Yeah. One is one nuclear is like, war is yeah. imminent.
2: One is, like, really bad, right?
0: Five yeah. is status quo. The beaches are safe. <laughs>
2: yes. At Doc underscore JMO. Use hashtag BYUSN. While I hear the alarms and panicky footsteps and see the lights flash, I sit quietly knowing it's just a drill. All is well. Well, I don't know that all is, is well. Is this the first person with perspective in the history of this program? So no, that, I'm just kidding. That would be <laughs> DEFCON
0: 4, okay? Yeah, so I,
2: I don't think all is well.
0: Interpreting that, that's but, DEFCON 4 where it's like, okay, we're kind of on alert. Um
2: th- I, there is some panic. I like the perspective, but I mean we're gonna mail you some blue goggles. Yes, bro.
0: All, absolutely. All is well at
2: nine point eight no. points
0: a game, one and three? All is not well. What? I, did you just what? hear Kalani Satake? You ask anybody on the staff or on the football team if all is well. All is not Ain't well. Ain't
2: nobody singing him thirty right now, no. I'll tell you that.
0: No, all is not well. BYU football. Here's the thing one and three starts have happened, right? And a lot of people keep going Last to year! But BYU was close in those games. But there was a different feeling about it because yep. BYU scored 32 points in a loss against West Virginia, West Virginia in game, game number boy. four, right? Yes. There was some signs of life offensively yes. when the panic did start to set in last year. It
2: was nice to have two NFL players
0: in the backfield as well. How about three NFL players on defense? Harvey Longy.
2: BOA may have that.
0: Kainakua, Michael Davis. Know yeah, we don't. It has to play out.
2: How about Michael Davis making the fifty-three for the Chargers? Good for him. So five Cougars from last year's team on active fifty-three man rosters.
0: Good for him. Nice. Nick Nick Howell, former I, defensive coordinator, Boe. I called missed it. Them. He told me. He said Michael Davis will be on an NFL roster. He didn't.
2: He didn't even really play
0: last year. How much.
2: about that? How about that? Okay. To your point, oh
0: four. Okay, yes, that's where I'm going. Yes, we've discussed this. There have been a few schedules that BYU has played that are similar to like the 2017 rundown they have faced.
2: Yes, of playing three or four really tough teams in a row. So, 04, BYU did this in 1991 off of uh, tight number won the Heisman. I don't know if anyone knew that. Um, The next year, BYU started one and three. In 04, BYU started one and three. BYU started one and three this year. The schedule is stacked, okay? BYU has said we'll play any you know Tom Holm we'll play anyone anytime anywhere. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes those teams are better, th- really good, and you want to see where you stack up. Listen, if BYU beats Utah, somehow pulls off that win, we're still in like uh, bad Defcon, but we're like, well, BYU beat Utah, like two and two. We we're pro-. I was thinking BYU was going to go two and two in this situation. So as was I. Oh by the way, before the season, didn't I say this Wisconsin game was like in a bad spot? The third game, LSU, Utah, oh my gosh, Wisconsin. What? That didn't turn out, and that's really unfortunate. It's tough to stagger and schedule this in a perfect way. As an independent, you're going to play a tough September. Somehow, BYU got two of those at home, right? You get Wisconsin at home, you have to take that. I get it. You get LSU in Houston, and then Mother Nature has something else to say about the location. Then you play it where you play it.
0: In their backyard.
2: And you do it. The unfortunate thing is not that BYU lost these games. It's that BYU didn't even compete against LSU and Wisconsin. That's the issue.
0: And against Utah, BYU was down 6 Okay, so to what's, what's your DEFCON level for BYU football?
2: Right now, I'm going a little crazy. I'm going like one and a half. Wow. <laughs> Here's why. The offense stinks, like, really bad. One? BYU's played three top 25 teams, okay? It was going to be tough, even if you've got... Some of your best guys in there. In, in fact, Kalani Stocky said, if we played like a really good game today, I don't know that we would have even been in this thing. But the BYU offense is putting up some numbers of historically bad proportions, which brings us to the stat of oh. the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen, there are four major offensive categories scoring, okay, points per game, total yards, passing, rushing, okay? BYU is the only team in the bottom 11 of all four major. Uh, team offensive stat categories in the country. They're the only team. You could argue that BYU is one of the worst offenses in the country. That much is obvious. Here's the here's the deal! But who has played that schedule? That's right. That's right. I Kalani Satake was... Uh, the, everyone's giving him this out. I know. He's and not he's making not excuses. Taking it. The
0: head coach is not going to make excuses.
2: Listen, I and to some degree, you have to credit how tough the schedule is. Listen, BYU wasn't good enough to hang in those games. I get it. always gonna play a bunch of equal to or lesser teams coming up. Okay. The numbers will will regress to the mean better later. But right now, this is these are some really bad numbers for the offense, obviously. It doesn't help that your starting quarterback is toast, but exactly. guess what? But before that, they weren't much better anyway. BYU's gone touchdownless in two of its four games. Four touchdowns this year. This is bad. That's why I say DEFCON one and a half because the it's not an assessment
0: of where you will be. It's an assessment of where you are. Just to put things in perspective, in the history of the United States, there has never been a DEFCON one situation in BYU football history. Really, never.
2: 11 was not DEFCON one. No. Wow. Okay. No.
0: In fact. 9-11 was DEFCON 3. Yeah. Yeah. I better change my number. The Cuban Missile too? Crisis was DEFCON 2. Is that the worst ever? Because it was nuclear, right? Wait, so what's beyond nuclear? Nuclear war is imminent. It means, like, nukes are on the way. They are going to hit your country. That's DEFCON 1. Okay? <laughs>
2: okay. One and a half is too much. I
0: officially changed it <laughs> two. Okay, you're two. two. You're the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is still really severe.
2: Uh, yeah, have you? Did you see those numbers we just put up?
0: Okay, those are severe numbers, Kay. bro. So that that is your Def CON <laughs> description of like what actually happens. <laughs> okay, one is the worst thing ever. The worst that BYU football has been, I, I can think of in recent past, was in 2010 when BYU football went one and four, including a loss to little brother at Utah State, which was the fourth loss. Yes, and that's game five this Kay. year. That was the closest thing in recent memory that I can think of, like, oh, man. And people lost their jobs. Uh, Yeah, BYU
2: fired the defense coordinator. Okay, I don't see any firings happening. To me, that's too much right now because you played such a tough schedule. Yes. If BYU's averaging 10 points a game after eight games, it's a different conversation. But we're not going to get there.
0: For me, I am at DEFCON 3, right in the middle, which is like, yeah, increased alertness, ready to mobilize the troops in a number of minutes, like, It is concerning. It's not good. Yellow lights, that's the the color of DEFCON 3. Yellow is not a good color. It's the color of cheese! It is a warning, right? So the warning light has been turned on for me, but... The warning light should have been on after LSU, right? I can't help but look at what BYU has done in similar situations and think, it's going to be okay. It will be okay. Specifically 2004. BYU gets crushed by number one ranked USC at home, forty two to ten. They crushed a lot of fools. Before that, they go on the road to the farm against Stanford, a team that wasn't ranked, and started a back a quarterback, lost Jason by Beck, lost thirty seven to ten. Yeah, it was
2: bad. Missed field goal at Boise State, lost by one. Game four.
0: That team, that team, was two years away from eleven and two. Okay. Twenty nineteen. Okay, hold on, let me read this down. So just. To kind of keep things in perspective. And in 2005, okay. they got a little bit better. And they started to do some things, but yeah. there were still, like, bad losses. In 2004, BYU lost at home to UNLV. Ew! Right? Jimmy right? Fallon thinks that's gross. Right? Yeah, that's L. Yeah. L. L. Ew. Gross, okay? So my DEF CON level right now is three. Yeah. On alert. Yellow. Not good. But it's it's going to be okay. More on this
2: coming up. It's not just the offense struggling, by the way. What the defense needs to be better at
0: ASAP. Well, there are, there are a few things, right? Let's ask ESPN's Trevor Maddish about that. What's the biggest issue with BYU's 1-3 start? He joins us next.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official
0: outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is taking on the Twitter machine right now. Especially after that first segment. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It is fiery today, man. People are fired
2: up. And the women's soccer team's fired up. They need to get a win and at home. Today, not tonight, today against Kansas. Three Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Kansas Jayhawks, the Fighting Jake Heaps, Of Kansas coming into Provo
0: to take on the women's soccer team. We could ask the DEFCON question about the BYU women's soccer team as well.
2: Yeah, I was hoping this would be a conference game for BYU women's soccer a couple of summers ago, but it is a non-conference game, I'm told, today.
0: What is your DEFCON level for BYU football on this Monday? Hashtag BYUSN. Jerem and I are in all black for a reason. Yeah. And as he mentioned, the responses coming in are hot. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is ESPN college football analyst and insider, national champion Trevor Maddich for another Maddich Monday. Okay, Trevor, time to get your hot take. What is your DEFCON level for BYU football? One being nuclear war is imminent and five being, you know what, it's all status quo, it's okay.
4: Uh, I would say pudding. Pudding? Yeah, it's uh, not as good as you want it to be, but it's okay. You know That's, that's kind of where they are right now. It's kind of hard to tell exactly how good they are. All we really know is how good they're not. They're not remotely as good as LSU or Wisconsin, which is no great failing. They're within six points of Utah, and that's pretty good, especially coming off of a physical loss against LSU the week before. So we still don't know how good this team really is. I think right now there's a lot of panic saying that they're no good at all, and that's not fair. I think that this team's a lot better than it feels like right now, and they're a lot better than their record is just because of the nature of the teams that they have faced. And so if you talk about DEFCON, uh, I would say don't panic, don't worry. There's no need to put DEFCON up into the yellow or red right now. It's been a, it's been a brutal schedule and let's give them some more time as the season shakes out to figure out how good they really are.
2: BYU has played three teams in a row in the top 25. This could certainly be an out for everybody. Yet, I don't think that we've seen a lot from the BYU offense to be like, yeah, there's a huge amount of hope that they're going to be better. The hope is not in the BYU offense. The hope is that the opponents are worse. So what are you more hopeful of, that the BYU offense is actually good or that – the opponents get worse, so then that will mean BYU will show better.
4: Wow, that's pretty brutal right there. That's that's very, very brutal. The thing is, both, I think, will happen because as the opponents kind of get down from the lofty perch of the teams they've faced so far, then the offense will have more of a chance to get up to speed, to get some rhythm, to get some, some you know, to get out of first gear. Against Portland State, in the opener, they, they looked sluggish. They looked poor. They didn't get done what they wanted to get done in terms of establishing a physical presence and a rhythm in the passing game. But a lot of teams struggled early in the season. A lot of teams struggled in that opener. And then, you know, they got a little bit better as the season went on. But, see, as you look at other teams, some of those teams struggled in the opener against a really good opponent, and then they had somebody of less quality that they could face that they could then develop a little bit of that rhythm. BYU hasn't had that luxury. You know, they struggle with rhythm against Portland State. And then all of a sudden, bang, here comes the next three in a row. So, you know, I think there's a combination that as the, as the competition levels out, you'll see better performance from the offense just based on the competition. But more important than that, you'll see BYU's offense have a chance to really develop more of a rhythm. If you're three and out all the time, as a play caller, what do you do? You know, what you really want as a play caller is to, is to get a first down. And then you establish the run, and then you establish the play-action pass, and then you set up a deep shot down the field because the defense is not sure what's going on because you have strung together five or six first downs, three or four first downs even. And they haven't been able to get that done for a variety of reasons so far in the first month of the season. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. As is the, is the competition levels out, the, the offense will get into a rhythm. And I think that rhythm feeds on itself.
0: BYU scores six points in a home game, lose by 34 to 10th-ranked Wisconsin, the fewest points BYU has scored since a three-spot against Boston College in 2005. What were your takeaways for why BYU couldn't get it going on offense against Wisconsin on Saturday?
4: Well, a couple of reasons. One is that we talked before, we talked last week about how Wisconsin will feel a lot like LSU to BYU. They are big and physical on both lines, and they brought back all three of their starting defensive linemen from last year, and they nearly won the Big Ten last year. So this this is a good Wisconsin team. We start there. Then all of a sudden you've got a quarterback that hasn't been getting first-team reps, and Bo Hodge come in and try to get things figured out. Uh, so you're sort of starting from scratch at that position. And then you've got the offensive line that hasn't, hasn't really performed as well as I thought they would. This is a good offensive line, and they faced – outstanding defensive lines the last three weeks in a row. So I didn't expect them to push people around. But at the same time, I expected them to not make as many mistakes as they did. And then that hurts the rhythm of the offense. And that gets us right back to the place that we talked about a second ago, which is if you can't get into a rhythm and you keep going three and out, then you can't get anything established and you look a lot worse than you actually might be.
2: Bo Hodge uh, got the start. uh, Tanner Mangum you know, out with that ankle injury, uh, TBD on how long he's out. We'll we'll see on there. What did Bo Hodge show you at quarterback?
4: He showed that he's a gamer. He showed some moxie. He showed that suddenness, sudden ability to, to run and make the defense perk up and realize when he has the ball in his hands and he breaks out of the pocket, he's a real threat. Considering the BYU's offense hasn't shown much of a threat any other way, so far this year, it's kind of nice to add that extra threat. I mean, it looks in style in some ways at some times similar to what BYU's offense did last year with Taysom Hill, where you've got the quarterback now doing a lot more running and certainly a threat to do more running. And I think that will help them. They need a spark. And this is nothing against uh, Tanner, uh, Tanner Mangum. The problem is that at some point you've got to make some change to get some spark. And usually the quarterback position is the place you try to do that. And so people think it's because the starting quarterback had failed. Not necessarily. You're just looking for anywhere that you can make a change. And you can make a change at left guard, but it probably won't give you much of a spark. Quarterback might.
0: Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. It is a Maddich Monday on BYU Sports Nation. What do you expect BYU to do after the bye week in a matchup in Logan against Utah State?
4: You know, I don't know what to expect. I'd be very interested to watch it because this is a rivalry game. It is a bigger game for Utah State than it is for BYU. It'll feel bigger to Utah State than it'll feel for BYU. And even after a bye week, BYU will come in really kind of beaten down, mentally and emotionally and especially physically, after that run of LSU, Utah, and Wisconsin. So BYU is better than Utah State. Um, I expect them to start sluggishly. I expect Utah State to come out with their hair on fire and do some great things. But then I expect BYU to get their feet back under them and take over the game. And so I I won't be upset if BYU starts slow against Utah State as long as they get that fire lit and they they get going.
2: Whenever there's a bye week, it feels like almost everyone says the following, oh, it's a great time for a bye week. I think this is a terrible time for a bye week. I wish BYU played Utah State this Saturday and had something positive to push towards in fixing things. Instead, it's going to be two weeks of a lot of this rhetoric of, oh, the offense is terrible and whatnot. Do you wish BYU had a game this week, or is a bye week a good thing to fix things without a game?
4: I think the bye week is fantastic, and forget fixing anything. The bye week is fantastic because they have to get their legs back under them. I mean, they're beat down. When you look at that that run of teams, LSU, Utah, Wisconsin in a row, I mean, that's as physical a run as any team will have in any conference in the country. That's brutal right there. And so you can talk about fixing the offense, whatever that might mean. You can talk about tweaking different things schematically. You can talk about practice for some of the younger guys. None of that stuff matters nearly as much as the fact that The coaches can choke down practice a little bit for a week, let the guys get refreshed a little bit, and then get back into what feels to them like a football season instead of feeling like an abject meat grinder, which is what they've been in for the last month.
0: Trevor, looking at BYU's schedule between LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, and Mississippi State, who's the best team on BYU's schedule right now in college football?
4: The best team, I think, is Wisconsin right now. LSU is phenomenal. The problem is that their passing game still hasn't established itself. And we saw that on Saturday against Mississippi State, where Mississippi State just absolutely throttled the LSU offense. But part of that is that that the passing game wasn't working. I mean, BYU – did well, did much better on defense than they get credit for against LSU without any offensive support at all. Mississippi State's offense has turned out to be much, much better than LSU's offense, and that makes a difference to your guys on the other side of the ball. I think Mississippi State, boy, they may end up being the best team that BYU will face, depending on how well uh, they continue to progress. Because they showed, once again, strong offensive and defensive lines as they competed head-to-head with LSU's athletes at the line of scrimmage. But then they also showed an offense that is a lot more dynamic than any offense that BYU will face all season. So that Mississippi State game looms as another game that BYU has got to be completely up for in order to avoid a blowout, much less you know get a win.
0: Trevor, great insight as always. DEFCON pudding. Uh, a great way to put it, man. We appreciate the time.
4: Yeah, pudding. It's not solid, but it's got its advantages. You know, <laughs> it's not altogether unfortunate.
0: Trevor Madich on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. <laughs> Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's right. I don't really like pudding. I'm not a pudding guy. I like pudding. Jello. No, you Jello. Like? I like, but Jello pudding, not so much. Jello pudding. Yeah. Haven't you ever had Jell-O pudding? Like Jell-O makes pudding; they have a pudding brand. J e l l o. Are you? Is seriously? You didn't know that? Jell-O
2: pudding. Why do we always question people when they're gaining new knowledge? <laughs> you don't know this? You just make me feel stupid. It's true. Yeah.
0: Oh, Jared, I you're... can't believe you haven't seen this movie. Open your mind. Like, really? Uh,
2: maybe I'll watch it. Uh, but now you made me feel dumb.
0: Yeah, sorry for making you feel dumb on national. It's not like we're on national television or anything. I've
2: made you feel dumb. I apologize. <laughs> that one time in 2015.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. You're welcome. Thank Trevor you, Maddich did make some great points. Uh, oh, first yeah. and foremost, I want to talk about the bye week situation. and He makes a great point because I'm
2: like, I want to get rid of one of three. I want to flush out bad offense. BYU needs it. BYU they needs the, need the, bye, week, the just, bye week Just to get rested. Absolutely. And then they have three tough ones in a row. Utah State rivalry game on the road. Trap game, by the way. Boys State at Mississippi State.
0: What is your DEFCON level for BYU football today? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Mark L. McCune. DEFCON 4. Some encouraging plays. Lots of bad ones. How were we so wrong coming out of camp? Utah State, San Jose State, etc. no longer sure wins. No, San Jose State is a win for BYU. They're bad. They're really bad. Utah State just lost by 36
2: to Wake Forest, by the way. I don't want to point that out. Hey, coming up, what's the chance BYU wins nine games this
0: season? We're going there today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. And Apparently. what's the deal with the defense? Why couldn't they get it done on Saturday?
1: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Takano's Brazilian Grill, Escape the Ordinary.
0: Welcome back, sports friends. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Monday, a Madich Monday. In fact, if you just missed the conversation with ESPN College Football Insider Trevor Madich, not to worry. You can download the podcast. We are on demand anytime, anywhere.
2: Tomorrow night, uh, there's lots to discuss on a, a program called After Further Review with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon. Tomorrow at 7 Eastern time on BYU TV and the
0: app. Those guys get fired up, and they are extra fired up this week.
2: Not a lot to discuss, so I'm not sure they're going to have enough content to fill a whole hour tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Said no one. <laughs> Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. If you missed it, where were you? But just in case you did, I'm going to tell you again. BYU loses the 10th-ranked Wisconsin on Saturday 40-6. to Not good! Sophomore quarterback Bo Hodge got his first collegiate start, completed 11 of 20 passes, 111 yards, two interceptions. He did his 111. The Cougars put up just 192 yards of total offense. Granted, it was Wisconsin. Really good team, but you hope for more than 192. Again, I have not seen nor heard Kalani Satake like he was on Saturday since he became the head football coach at BYU. He's definitely searching for answers like all of us.
3: It would be another thing if I thought, okay, we, we competed and we did a lot of different things. That, that I think we have a good identity, but still, if with this game, I still don't know what our identity is on offense. Now, he said in fewer words, look, we want to
0: be like Wisconsin offensively. We wanted to see how we stack up against them, and we found out today.
2: We, we know where we're at with the season by Kalani Satake's voice. He's yelling a lot.
0: Or, as he said last week, singing a lot. The Cougars have a bye week. (laughs) They will face Utah State in another in-state rivalry Friday, September 29th. In the
2: NFL over the weekend, Daniel Sorensen had six tackles for the Chiefs. Kyle Van Noy four tackles. Harvey Lungy, one tackle for the Patriots and win over Taysom Hill Saints. Jamal Williams had a five-yard catch and two carries for six yards for the Packers. And tonight, Ziggy Yance on the Lions face the Giants on Monday Night
0: Football. Don't blink now, Jerem. Monday matinee soccer. Let's go! Live on BYU TV. The Cougars return home to Southfield to host Kansas. Not a conference game. Oh, <laughs> I wish it was. Three Eastern, one Mountain. The Cougars and Jayhawks watch it live on BYU TV. Greg Rebell has a call on BYU Radio.
2: 14th ranked women's volleyball team continues to roll. They swept some in-state competition. Uh, Friday they beat Weaver State, Utah Valley, in four on Saturday. Ronnie Jones Perry of Copper Hills High School led the team with 23 kills on Saturday.
0: Yeah, but what did they do on Thursday, Jaren? Because that's what really matters. They beat Los Utes. Yes, they did. In five. In Salt Lake City.
2: Nice way, women's volleyball. Bringing it, man. Oh, so consistent. Consistently awesome. Oh,
0: five straight sweet 16s? Think about that.
2: That's like super neato in think, all caps.
0: Think about that. And a trip to the National championship game.
2: Oh, that all the sports were like women's volleyball at Brigham.
0: (sighs) BYU football wanting to be on that level, and Kalani Satake spoke about, look, we've got a long way to go to get where we want to be, a team like Wisconsin. And I loved his honesty and how open he was about his frustration on Saturday. Like He was an open book, right? And I appreciate that, and I think fans appreciate that. The one thing that really concerned me more than anything else on Saturday was this was the first time I saw the defense just get picked apart.
2: Yeah, there's not a concern for me as much with the record as the way BYU's played. Uh, BYU did not compete against LSU and Wisconsin. Like, like, blown out on the field, off the field. like th- That's not good. Uh, BYU has not been blown out in a long time. In fact, the 34-point loss at home was the largest loss for BYU football since 2011 against Utah, 54-10. It's been a while since you felt that. Now, BYU's had some significant losses. Michigan, 31-0, 2015, LSU, this year 27-0. It's now two games. So you're looking around and you go, what? okay, once in a blue moon, getting blown out, not competing, you go, oh, that's terrible. And th- no way you, do you tolerate that. And then twice and on your own home field, that's tough to swallow. BYU certainly has some things to work on during the bye week and against. Uh, trust me, they're not going to be as tough, but Mississippi State's l- lingering. But there's a lot of winnable games on the, uh, on the back, what, nine? Back nine.
0: Alex Hornibrook. BYU's making the turn on the schedule, if you will. Alex Hornibrook, Wisconsin's quarterback, put up historic numbers. 18
2: of 19, and the one was a drop.
0: He had he a better every pass. He had a better pass rating than Russell Wilson's best day. And it happened. And that's to B- saying a lot because that's my boy against BYU. Eighteen of 19, four touchdowns. I think his quarterback rating was like two thousand. Right? I don't even
2: know what that means. <laughs>
0: like, he was just—I don't even care about really, that number. Really good. He was really good. And the BYU defense—you heard Kalani's frustration in the post-game presser. He's like, "Look, our defensive backs just need to play better. they just need to—they need to be better."
2: To me, it's not about the DBs right now. It's not about the linebackers right now. By the way, you remember when Butch Pavement used to make like a ton of tackles? Like I don't even notice Butch anymore. I, I, is he the same player physically from last is he year? Healthy? I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. The number one issue to me right now with with uh, BYU's defense is the lack of a pass. Ah, run. hey, they, they,
0: if they can get a pass rush, all of a sudden the defensive backs are amazing, right? One sack in the past three games.
2: No takeaways in two of the last three games. That's not good. You you ain't winning. With, the, with this stuff, on offense, on defense. I mean, what was the rhetoric after last week? It's all the offense's fault. The offense needs to crank it up. The offense, the offense. The defense just gave up 40 points. BYU did have two interceptions on offense. Bo Hodge got to throw that ball away in the end zone. and says it's a safety.
0: Yeah, his first pass as a sophomore was an interception.
2: Yeah, that's not good. Um, in fact, I think the last two passes that he had thrown – because the one against East Carolina might have been... An interception. Oh, uh, like, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, is going to be much better. The defense got to get a better pass rush. It's got to uh, plug the holes a little better. Got to limit the run game. And then everyone behind them, I think, uh, can play a little better. Because what happens when you get a sack? You're either off the field on third down, or you're in a second or third and long situation. Sacks
0: are drive killers. Yes. it's and, and like penalties.
2: Sacks, are, you're most likely to get those on third down. It's not first down. Most teams run on first down. Okay, majority of the time, you're going to run. It's mostly third down when you need to get off the field.
0: Kalani Satake has specialized as a defensive mind, particularly on the defensive line, putting a lot of different guys into the National Football League. So you would think he knows what a good defensive line looks like and what they need to do. Here's what he said about the defense,
3: specifically getting more of a pass rush. But when you when you allow a team to run and throw or establish a run game, then they keep you on your heels. So that's the answer. The answer would be we need to stop the run. We have not done a great job all year in just being able to stifle the run. And that's that's what we've got to do better on, on the defensive side. So once we do that, then we'll get more pass rush.
0: Ah, yes. It all starts with the run. So it's not so much about the, got to get to the quarterback. If BYU can handle the run, then their pass rush will get better because they can key in on that. If they can stop the run, it's like, well, we know they're going to throw, so here we come.
2: Yeah, it's about down and distance, okay? So if you stop the run, let's say it's a two-yard gain on first down, second and eight, okay? Then you you get two yards, third and six, okay? That's a throwing down, like almost 100% of the time for a team like Wisconsin, okay? A lot of you may have a draw, but now you can pin your ears back and go at it. Now Sione Takitake can do his thing. We haven't really called his name since the Portland State game, right? BYU has played two incredible rushing offenses. Darius Geith against LSU and Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor and that crew, they were awesome. They were awesome! Those were two tough games that BYU probably wasn't going to win anyway. But the fact that BYU... Didn't compete in those games. That's the troubling thing, K. Okay? So now you have a bye week. You have some time to get healthy, to rest, get your legs. You play Utah State on a Friday night, short week, but it's not that short when you have a bye week the week before. Boise State on a Friday the next week, K, okay, so you have a full week. Then at Mississippi State, that is an extremely tough game. One in which Mississippi State, in case you missed it, beat the same LSU team that BYU lost to by 30. 37-7. to
0: 7. Cowbell Kingdom, BYU's coming on October 14th. What is your DEFCON level for BYU football today? Jerem at a two. I am at a three. One being nuclear war is imminent. Five being the beaches are safe. All is well. Don't worry. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Laser Sheep, DEFCON 3, BYU has lost to two very good football teams and one that will finish top nine in the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> the Utah State game will take it to a two or four, Kay. obviously depending on what happens.
2: Yes. Now, if BYU plays at Utah State and stinks, that's different. I think BYU will play a better game. Coming up, which Cougars did work in the NFL over the weekend?
0: BYU lost to a top nine Pac-12 team. <laughs> Also, what's the chance BYU wins two of the next three games? you the top four. In-
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official
0: outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast. Weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
2: Hey, women's soccer is playing this afternoon against Kansas at 3 Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV, listen to it on BYU Radio, or the apps.
0: Check what else out. are you doing on Monday at 3 Eastern or 1 Mountain? Probably working. But you can watch it while exactly. you're at work. Exactly. Even if are you bored are with your job? You can watch BYU watch play BYU Kansas. women's soccer. Or just do it because you love BYU women's soccer. <laughs> what? A, who cares about the reason? If you're a true BYU fan, you'll find a way, right? Okay. Yeah, i yeah. <laughs> I'm putting on the pressure, aren't I? Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> what is your DEFCON level for BYU football today? At Cougar underscore Nate. Three. The offense has been disappointing. However, BYU still finishes 9 and 4 as I predicted at the beginning of the season. Those are Nate's words, not mine.
2: So they're going 8 and 1 in the next nine.
0: Would you feel great about that? Would you be like, "Yeah, that was a good season."
2: I'd feel great about the recovery. I wouldn't call it a great season. I would say, "Oh, 9 wins, sweet." I'd be, trust me, I'd be really happy with a 9 and 4 regular season given the way BYU played. Oh, man. Oh, gravy, right? I, if I wouldn't be like, this is a really good BYU team. I'd be like, oh, two blowout losses there. Like, sorry, that taints your season forever.
0: Yeah, we'll dive into the nine-win projection in just a minute, but not before we need to have a serious conversation about Fantasy Friday, and that happens now.
1: <laughs> BYU Sports Nation asks... What's
0: the chance? Or we can play what's the chance. Whatever you want Let's play what's the chance. Let's play what's the chance. Let's tackle the nine-win situation right now. Let's bring in a well-lighted Ben back. Ben, you look fabulous first and foremost. Why, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I can't believe we're going here, but but we are number one.
1: Let's kick it off with a
0: big one. What's the chance? BYU
1: wins nine games this season. Oh, jeez. Uh, that would mean
2: BYU would go 8-1 and one in the back nine. We just talked about that. I'll go 30%. I think there's a shot. Uh, I think winning eight of nine it would be
0: tremendous. Man. Really, it comes down to can BYU beat Boise State at home, right?
2: And beat everybody else but Mississippi State.
0: Like you are giving the Cougars a loss against Mississippi State because of what has transpired thus far.
2: Uh I think that's pretty fair to yeah, say. Yeah, no, this point. just just penciling and projecting. Okay, we're not on the team, so we don't. Have, you know what I mean? I would say that's going to be a significantly challenging game. There's my neutrally phrased thing about that. It is
0: difficult to win games. Like the Hawaii game has always been a weird game for me.
2: Like BYU doesn't slip up once. Besides Mississippi, State. the
0: Hawaii game has always been a weird game for me. Like I think that's the biggest trap game because it comes on the heels of a bunch of cupcakes, if you will. And it's over, they're looking at
2: BYU thinking cupcake right now, by the way. And
0: it's over Thanksgiving. It's on the island. It and weird things happen in Hawaii to BYU. So for me, that game really scares me. And BYU's gotta figure out a way to beat Boise State at home, What's which is percentage? clearly no walkover. So I'm calculating this right now. You went thirty percent, I'm lower than you. I say twenty percent. That BYU, I didn't
2: say that, but I thought you would top me. That
0: BYU wins nine <laughs> games because it's, it's going to be it's difficult. Yeah, it, the I, road I, is difficult now. Yes. They're one and three. We were hoping BYU would be two and two out of this.
2: That
1: was the hope.
0: All right. There you go. I say 20%, Jeremiah 30%. BYU wins nine games this season. Number two.
1: What's the chance BYU has a 100-yard rusher in any game this season? 1,000%. Ula will be the
2: Tau will be the guy that does it, too.
0: Really? I mean, Later. Yes, yeah. 100%. 1,000,000%. you are telling me that Ula Tolutau can't run for 100 yards against the likes of San Jose State or UMass Please. or UNLV? Well, What's Bill up, Howard? Please. What's up, Howard?
2: I mean... Can, can Cam Newton's brother play for BYU, too? <laughs>
0: BYU will have a 100-yard rusher. Now, it's the next question that I do wonder a little bit. Ben, number three. What's the chance BYU has a 100-yard receiver in a
1: single game this season? Oh, they didn't have one last year.
2: And the year before? No, they had one the year before. Mitch Matthews. Yeah. We're not to the point where we're calling a 100 elite, by the way. <laughs> uh, what's the chance here? Oh. I'll go, like, 10%. Like, I won't be shocked if it happens in a game where Talon Shumway gets, like, eight catches, he breaks one. Like, if Micah Simon had had a normal second half, 50 yards, he has, like, five catches, 10 a pop, you know, there's six or seven. It's going, I think it's going to happen this year. Yeah, so, because so, so the I'm back say, half of the schedule. I'm saying 40% then. I'll say 40, not 10.
0: I say 75%. The back half of the schedule mm. is really weak. And Tanner Mangum's going to get back at some point, and he's a pocket passer. There will be a receiver who has 100 yards receiving this at just some in.
2: point. This just in. he's not playing LSU in Wisconsin the rest of the year. Exactly. Which is, which is great news.
0: Yes. Boise State, Mississippi State still to come. Will the 100-yard receiver happen in those games? Probably not. But against, again, UNLV, UMass, San Jose State, BYU will have a 100-yard receiver. If they don't, then my DEFCON level probably goes to two. Okay, right now it's a three, but that's going to happen. The receivers are good enough. The offense will progress enough that that happens. Number four.
1: What's the chance BYU wins two of the next three games? Oh, okay. So uh, you're thinking Utah State
2: and then probably Boise State. What's the chance BYU wins those games? I'll go 44%. I think Boy State's at home. BYU will have hopefully come off of a win against Utah State, although that is a trap game. Maybe, well, it's not a trap game, given the way BYU's played. Their focus, yeah, it's not a trap game. You can't be trapped
0: when you're 1-3. You can be trapped when you're 3-1. I'm going right down the middle, 50%. BYU, I feel strongly that they will beat Utah State and the fifty-fifty. Are you nervous game, about Boise
2: State? Yes. Okay. Boise State has not looked as good as they normally do. Uh, that's the case with BYU. Which it's is 12. why I think
0: it will be a very close game. Brett
2: Rippon got a concussion against Washington State, and he's been kind of out. And they're playing this uh, grad transfer from Kansas, Cortez. They are struggling on offense. They do have a punt return touchdown and a defensive touchdown.
0: They yeah, being the Broncos. I think that that will be a very very competitive, close game between BYU and Boise State. The first weekend in October.
2: The the home team has won the last five, by the way. It's in Provo. That's homecoming.
0: Yeah. So you say 44%. I say fi- 6. 50% that BYU wins two of the next three games. Mm.
1: Number five. What's the chance BYU goes bowling? 100%. As in a bowl game. 100 100, yeah,
2: exactly. Not in the Wilkinson Center. 100%. Yes. There are five
0: wins, more wins on the schedule. And there 1, are thousand percent. a lot of people... <laughs> That are like, can BYU win seven games? Yes. One Why don't, million percent. Let's tweet it
2: out, and then at BYU freezing cold takes, that needs to be a new thing, points out that that was said.
0: Yes, a million percent. BYU is going to go to a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, I just – I know it seems dire, but you have to see the big picture. That's assuming
2: that it's Tanner Mangum Bo quarterback.
0: Yes, I don't care if Coy Depper is the quarterback, Jerem.
2: Yeah. BYU's going to win seven games. Let's not go there. Coming up, what Boney Fuller said Saturday, that was the realest thing anyone said about BYU-Wisconsin.
0: And it was really good. (laughs) Also, a BYU Cougar highlighted on Monday Night Football. Find out what that's all about coming up. BYU
1: Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com
0: for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football Insider. Why he is not ready to hit the panic button just yet on BYU football. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week,
2: Blaine Fowler, a new Between the Lines with Lauren Frankham, McLean, Greg Rubell, Brian Billick, and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Around Football. Lost the lost to 10th-ranked Wisconsin on Saturday, 42-6. Sophomore quarterback Bo Hodge got his first collegiate start, 11 of 20, 1-11, two interceptions. Cougars have a bye week this week.
0: Next week, Utah State on Friday. Cougars in the NFL. Over the weekend in the National Football League, Daniel Sorensen recorded six tackles for the 2-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Kyle Van Noy had four tackles. Harvey Longy had a tackle on special teams and a Patriots win. Over the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams had a five-yard catch for a first down and two carries for six yards and a Packers loss. And how about tonight, Jaron? The
2: Giants on the Lions face the Giants. Onside will be featured in a segment on Monday Night Countdown on the ESPN's pregame show with your boy Steve Young, by the way. And the San Diego Chargers moved former Cougar cornerback Michael Davis from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. He had a tackle yesterday. Five guys
0: on last year's BYU football team on. 53-man NFL. And Davis losses. was a backup corner on last year's team. Soccer. BYU lost to Arizona 2-1 in overtime on Friday in Tucson. The Cougars back in action today, Monday matinee at Southfield, hosting Kansas out of the Big 12. BYU TV and BYU Radio, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain, we've got you covered.
2: Volleyball. 14th-ranked women's volleyball team beat Weaver State in three on Friday, Utah
0: Valley in four on Saturday. Golf. The women's team in Tennessee to compete in the Mercedes-Benz Collegiate today and tomorrow. Hopefully they win the West Coast Conference again. Cougars the men's
2: team. in the PGA. Oh, that's right. Zach Blair finished the web.com tour. Albertson's Boise Open, <sighs> longest name ever. Tied for 57th under par. Daniel Summerhays tied for 17th at 10 under.
0: Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Hanneman, your boy, Jerem for the Mariners, recorded his first hit in the majors, going one for two with a run. The Mariners did lose 8-6, but congratulations, Jacob. Cross country. We nobody got time for this. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for this. Hey, number six team won. The men won. The women lost. Okay? Good.
2: Ain't nobody got time for that right now.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health from need the most DexterLaw.com. Boney Fuller said the BYU scored six points to honor Luke Staley. And Mark Wilson and Robbie Bosco. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Our elite tweet of today from Matt Nick Evans 224. His DEFCON level. Did you see what Mississippi State did? I'm a one.
2: Yeah, I feel you.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Lyle Patton. It's okay, people.